Dearly beloved, we're gathered here in the sight of God in the face of this congregation to join this man and this woman in holy matrimony, which is an honorable estate instituted by God himself, signifying unto us the mystical union that's between Christ and his church, which holy estate Christ adorned and beautified with his presence. And first miracle that he wrought in Cana of Galilee, and is commended in Holy Scripture to be honorable among all men. And therefore it's not by any to be enterprised nor taken in hand unadvisedly, lightly, or wantonly, but reverently, discreetly, soberly, and in the fear of God, duly considering the causes for which matrimony was ordained. First it was ordained for the increase of mankind according to the will of God, and that children might be brought up in the fear and the nurture of the Lord and to the praise of his holy name. Secondly, it was ordained in order that the natural instincts and affections implanted by God should be hallowed and directed aright, that those who were called of God to the holy estate should continue therein in pureness of living. Thirdly, it was ordained for the mutual society, help and comfort that the one ought to have for the other, both in prosperity and adversity, in which holy estate these two persons present, presently come now to be joined. Therefore, if any man can show any just cause why they may not lawfully be joined together, let him now speak or else hereafter forever hold his peace. I require and charge you both, as you will answer at the day of judgment, when the secrets of all hearts shall be disclosed, if either of you know any impediment why you may not lawfully be joined together in matrimony, that you confess it, or be well assured that those who are coupled together otherwise in God's word does allow, are not joined together by God. Neither is their matrimony lawful. Stephen, you have this woman to thy wedded wife to live together after God's ordinance in the holy estate of matrimony. Will you love her and comfort her, honor and keep her in sickness and in health, and forsaking all others, keep thee only unto her, so long as you both shall live. Mary, will you have this man to thy wedded husband to live together after God's ordinance in the holy estate of matrimony? Will you obey him and serve him, love, honor, and keep him in sickness and in health, and forsaking all others, keep thee only unto him so long as you both shall live? Who gives this woman to be married? Her mother and fine just like that let us pray (laughs) oh gracious and ever-living god you created us male and female in your image look mercifully upon this man and this woman who come to you seeking your blessing and assist them with your grace that with true fidelity and steadfast love they may honor and keep thy promises and vows they make Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Good afternoon. Today's lesson comes from Genesis chapter 2, verses 18, commencing. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air 
and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whenever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took out one of his ribs and closed up his flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said this, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The word of the Lord. Listen to the words of St. Paul in the 13th chapter of his first letter to the people in Corinth. Love is indispensable. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all if I if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. John, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They had no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you to do, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. 
When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to Lord Christ. I don't like uh, sermons at weddings. But what I normally do is just give a few simple game rules that I've learned from Scripture and the experience of being married in hopes that uh, you guys will have a blissful life. So I'm addressing this mainly to you. We made a declaration already, and we're going to make it again and again. It's a very serious declaration and vow that we make. Till death do us part, you'll shortly be saying. And so, this is not to be entered into in anything but the most serious, serious way. Because Genesis says that a man leaves his father and mother and he cleaves to his wife and they become one flesh. And uh, that's something we don't completely understand. But I'll tell you, you can see it many times over in in uh, Mary's parents, <laughs> they have almost a dozen wonderful children. So today you'll begin a union that's made by God. It's different. Different than anything you've ever sworn to before. And it's, it's by promises made before God. And it's blessed and set apart by the man of God. And so we heard in 1 Corinthians the blueprint, which I would ask you to read many, many times, particularly the first year of your marriage, because it's such a guide for you for those days down the road when you may not feel loving or loved. A passionate love is the love that made God pursue us. He's so passionate that no matter how much we do, how we run away, he continues to pursue us out of his passionate love. Such a passionate love should be your goal because it's a love that's given by God. And it provides the strength and the courage to work through difficulties. Such love, I've experienced, requires a lot of work. A man must leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, it says. It's hard work for a groom or a bride to break old ties and establish a new set of priorities with that person, that one special person. Everything else must come second, though, in your marriage, or you're not truly joined together. Such love comes from God, and only God can bestow it. It's a deep and lasting love, and it's built on trust and commitment. It's a love that requires us to be open and vulnerable with each other. Something I'm not good at. But I do realize, after all these years, that it's necessary. And the more vulnerable I become, the better it goes for my wife and myself. As you see, it's a love of confession and forgiveness. Magical words, I'm sorry, 
Make sure it stays easy for you two to say that to each other. And start your day, every day, in worship of the living God who gave you this wonderful person to spend your life with. Don't be afraid. You know, one of the reasons people don't start their day in prayer is they don't realize it's prayer to ask God for things. So ask God for the things that you two want together and keep asking every day. Come before him. Ask his blessing on your life together. Praise him for what he's given you and the goodness that he will continue to pour in your lives. And then attend church where you surround yourself with like-minded Christians. A cardinal rule of Scripture is forsake not the fellowship of the saints. And most important, never forget family. While we leave and cleave, we must never forget and always actively care for the other family members of these two families. So commitment and trust, family and church family, and that'll get you through. Come on up here. Her right hand. Because right hand's how we make a contract, right? Shake hands. Both hands, so we want this to be a serious contract. All right. Repeat after me. I, Stephen, take thee, Mary. I, Stephen, take thee, Mary. To my wedded wife. To my wedded wife. To have and to hold from this day forward. To have and to hold from this day forward. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. For richer or poorer. For richer or for poorer. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. To love and to cherish. To love and to cherish. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. According to God's holy ordinance. According to God's holy ordinance. And thereto I give thee my troth. And thereto I give thee my troth. Okay. Now you're going to take his hand in yours. <laughs> Are you left handed? No. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes under here. Oh, this one goes under. Are you got him now? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him go either. She wants right hand though, right? <laughs> She wants my right hand there. Oh, that would be there better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is tricky stuff up here, guys. <laughs> yeah. First, let me see what I'm reading here. All right. I, Mary. I, Mary. Take thee, Stephen. Take thee, Stephen. To my wedded husband. To my wedded husband. To have, to hold. To have, to hold. From this day forward. This day forward. For better. For better. For worse. For worse. For richer. For richer. For poorer. For poor, in sickness and in health. In sickness. To love, cherish, and obey. To love, cherish, and obey. Till death us do part. Till death us do part. According to God's ordinance. According to God's ordinance. And thereto I give thee my troth. And thereto I give thee my troth. Loose your hands. Give me back my stick. All right. Where are we? Bless, O Lord, these rings, and grant that they who gave them and they who shall wear them may remain faithful to each other and abide in thy peace and favor and live together in love until their lives ends. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Repeat after me. Put on your... It's right there. <laughs> With this ring, I thee wed. With this ring, I thee wed. And with my body, I thee honor. With my body, I thee honor. 
And with all my worldly goods I thee endow. With all my worldly goods I thee endow. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. With this ring I thee wed. With this ring I thee wed. And with my body I thee honor. With my body I thee honor. And with all my worldly goods I thee endow. And with all thy worldly goods I thee endow. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. O eternal God, creator and preserver of all mankind, giver of all spiritual grace, the author of everlasting life. Send thy blessing upon these servants, this man, this woman, whom we bless in thy name, that living faithfully together, they may surely perform and keep the vow and covenant made between them, whereof this ring given and received is a token and a pledge, and may ever remain in perfect love and peace together, and live according to thy laws, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, go. Put that in there. That's what I want. Like you're never gonna let go, no matter what. I won't. <laughs> For so much as Stephen and Mary have consented together in holy wedlock, and have witnessed the same before God in this company. And thereto have given and pledged their troth to each other. I can never say that word correctly. Troth. And have declared the same by giving and receiving of the ring. And by joining of hands, I pronounce them man and wife. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, bless, preserve, and keep you. The Lord mercifully with his favor look upon you. And so fill you with all spiritual benediction and grace, that you may so live together in this life, that in the world to come you may have life everlasting. Amen. We don't miss a trick. (laughs) Most gracious God, we give you thanks for your tender love in sending Jesus Christ to come among us, to be born of a human mother, and to make the way of the cross to be the way of life. We thank you also for consecrating the union of man and woman in his name. By the power of your Holy Spirit, pour out the abundance of your blessing upon this man, this woman. Defend them from every enemy. Lead them into all peace. Let their love for each other be a seal upon their hearts, a mantle about their shoulders, and a crown upon their foreheads. Bless them in their work and in their companionship, in their sleeping and in their waking, in their joys and in their sorrows, in their life and in their death. Finally, in your mercy, bring them to that table where your saints feast forever in your heavenly home. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. O merciful God and heavenly Father, by whose gracious gift mankind is increased, we beseech thee assist with thy blessing upon these two persons, that they may both be fruitful in procreation of children and also live together so long in godly love and honesty that they may see their children's children, 
unto the third and fourth generation, unto thy praise and honor, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And with thy spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. All right, we're glad you all could make it today. Uh, Father Jim has a reception set up for the bride and groom at the Schwanner House, Wammer House, at uh, Swanner House in San Juan Capistrano. So if you have any questions, just see Liz or perhaps uh, Catherine as well right after the uh, service. Thank you. We have many uh, different traditions here today, and uh, it's a Eucharistic service, so I'm going to give you instructions of how we're going to do this Eucharist, uh, which will be uh, safe during pandemic times, and uh, it'll suit the purposes of God and man. So we're going to do our, our communion by intention, and so what's going to happen is they're going to take the little host. We invite all baptized believers, so you just come. I'll tell you that in a minute. And we're going to put this in your hand, and you'll have an opportunity to take the Eucharist in one element or two. In other words, you can just consume the host, or we dip it in the cup and the wine. Okay? We welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ. This is the table of the Lord. And it's made ready for those who love him, but those who want to love him even more. So you who have much faith, or you who have little, you who have been here often, or you who haven't been here long, you come. You who tried to follow, you who fail, come. Because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him here. So come to the table. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because in the love of wife, and husband, you've given us an image of the heavenly Jerusalem, adorned as a bride for her bridegroom, your son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loves her and gave himself for her, that he might make the whole creation new. So with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise.
holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks, and he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Christ has died in. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. Christ has died in. Christ is risen. And Christ will come In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have courage to pray. Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover sacrifice for us, Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with, with thanksgiving.
We give you thanks for binding us together in these holy mysteries with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that by your Holy Spirit, Stephen and Mary, now joined in holy matrimony, may become one in heart and soul, live in fidelity and peace, and obtain those eternal joys prepared for all who love you. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may kiss the bride. (laughs) I am uh, pleased to present Mr. and Mrs. Robert Stephen Taylor.